This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, you can you can be bulletproof, but our world is broken. It, you cannot avoid death and suffering are coming. They're coming. They're coming. Welcome or welcome back to the Activate Podcast, a ministry resource of Journey Church International in Lee Summit, Missouri. My name is Brandon, and I will be hosting a conversation with Pastor Christian Newsom, lead and founding pastor of Journey Church International. This Sunday, we are launching a new series that I'm absolutely excited about. It's called Grim Reaper. And so throughout this entire month of October, Pastor Christian will be teaching us about the Christian theology of death and suffering. And we will be unpacking that even more in the podcast. Pastor Christian, thanks for carving out once again a few minutes out of your schedule to have a conversation about this really important topic of, of death and suffering. And, and I'm interested, uh, how has your perspective or how have your, how has your perspective and personal beliefs about death and suffering changed as, as you've grown older? So I think not, you know, not, not just my age, but, but my experience, you know, after, after 20 years in ministry, um, you know, I, I think I've gone from avoiding it at all cost, um, to just, to just embracing the reality of, of brokenness. Not, not that I want to, but you know, we talk in this message, we said, you know, the, the starting point for a theology of death and suffering is this, they're coming. Uh, so I, you know, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think, I don't think I get to choose to have an opinion on the matter. They're coming. I mean, a, a starting point when you have a theology, that sin broke the world and that we live in a world of brokenness. Uh, a starting point of the theology of death and suffering is they're coming. The second question is, is what are you going to do about it? And I, you know, I, I think in the beginning part of my life, in the beginning part of my ministry, probably even up into my thirties, I think the thought was, uh, I wanted to avoid death and suffering. And, and I think, I think there was a little bit of, of spiritual naivety that, Hey, if you just do things right and you live well and you take care of yourself, you'll have less death and suffering than if you would do things to, to bring it on you in consequences. And I think I've realized death and suffering are not always a consequence of your actions. Um, they are a reality of our brokenness. Uh, so we have to have a plan. You know, we said having no plan is a bad plan. Uh, having no perspective will give you a bad perspective. So I just think eventually, Brandon, you you do enough funerals, you do enough hospital visits, your your eyes are just open to the reality. The reality of death and suffering is they're coming. So you better figure out your theology, which means this. You better you better figure out what you're going to think about God when they come. More than that, theology is not what we think about God. Theology is what we know about God. You better remember what you know about God when you go through suffering and death, or you're going to be in a really, a really bad place. So, uh, you know, we're recording this podcast on a Thursday. I will have preached the message on a Sunday this week. Last night I spent, you know, 30, 45 minutes in the hospital uh, with with one of the men in our church, 54 years old, who uh, who's, who suffered a debilitating stroke. He's He was on day 17 in the hospital when we were with him. He really is fortunate to have survived, and he has a very, very long road. Uh, 
Um, that was a day after we finished the preparations for and two days before um, the funeral uh, that I mentioned in my message on Sunday uh, of a little a little baby in our church uh, who died before he got to take a breath uh, after after eight months of growing in his mother's womb and really almost being ready to be delivered. Um, he you know he just didn't make it. And when you come through weeks like that, you you can't. You can't choose to avoid, nor can you just see pain and suffering and death as a consequence that if you just live a really good life, you're not going to have to go through. You just, you just, your eyes are opened as you experience life to that, to that base reality. Death and suffering are coming. So get ready. Um, get, get ready to know what you believe, why you believe it, and what truth you're going to hold on to. Um, cause it's, it's coming. And if you have a plan for it, a theology for it, a belief system for it, um, I think God can um, God can work mightily through it, and I think God can use you to work mightily in someone else's life as they go through it. Well, I'm glad we're going to talk about it openly this month, and uh, let's dive specifically into your message um, for Sunday. Your message had two goals. The first goal was to begin to build a theology of suffering and death for the present and future realities of suffering and death that we will face. In your experience that you just talked about of walking with people through the seasons of death and suffering, does the problem exist in general because we have no theology of suffering or death or a bad theology of suffering or death, or, or is it a combination of both? Can you explain? So I think it really is a combination of both. I, I think, unfortunately, some people in the church have a uh, have a worse um, have a worse perspective of death and suffering than people who have no plan of death and suffering because of what we read in the book of Job and we've not yet kind of dived into the book of Job in this series yet but in the book of Job the realities were listen if you live right you're not going to suffer i mean those the realities that Job's friends kept trying to tell him which which ended up being untrue or listen, you only suffer if you deserve it. You only suffer as punishment. You only suffer as consequence. And if you just live your life the right way, you're, you're not going to suffer. You don't have to worry about that stuff. When Christians embrace that, what I would call a very poor theology, um, not, not totally wrong, but the thought of a hey, following, following God brings blessing. That statement is true. Um, but thinking following God brings blessing, and you'll never have trouble. That's not biblically accurate. I mean, we started this whole series with John sixteen thirty three, where Jesus said in this world, you're going to have trouble. I mean, he promised you're going to have trouble, not just because you do things wrong, but because the world is broken. Because the world is broken, you're going to have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Like, I'm, I'm going to help you. So I think it's a combination of both. I think there is a, there is a lot of really bad theology. There's, there's a bad belief that if I'm doing things right, God won't let anything bad happen to me. When we look at God's son, we know that's not true because Jesus did nothing wrong. And yet he died a very brutal death on the cross. And he spent lots of nights of loneliness in relational tension, separated from family. I mean, we cannot look at Jesus and honestly state that we believe if we live a good life, God's not going to let us go through difficult things. That's just not true. Uh, but I think there is a there is a little bit of total avoidance 
that people have no theology of death and suffering is they say, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to live every day to the fullest. And I'm going to act as if this will never happen. And the reality is when it does, there's, there's not been anything invested in the emotional bank that you draw on in grief and suffering. And one of the things we'll talk about as we go through this series, uh, you know, a lot of what I've learned has come through a, a tremendous book by Dr. Timothy Keller, uh, Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. And he, he talks in that book about, you know, how once you begin to suffer, once you experience death, emotional walls go up. And the only thing that can flood your heart and mind are things that are already there. No new truth can penetrate your emotional boundary once the pain comes. But the truth that's already in your heart, truth that's already in your head, it can it can echo. It can bounce around the cylinders of the walls that have gone up around you. So for us as Christians, it's so important to kind of preload all the truth of pain and suffering and death. So when the walls go up, they're already inside. They're already with us. The the word we've hidden in our heart doesn't allow us to sin against God, doesn't allow us to question God, because that truth of God's word echoes in our soul instead of being repelled by the emotional boundaries that we've that we've put up. So you ha- you have to recognize pain, suffering, death. It's coming and be- begin to remind yourself of what you know about God before those things come. So when the walls go up, the truth is not stuck on the outside, but it's stuck on the inside. And it can just minister to your heart over and over and over again when you need it most. And that's the plan you're talking about, right? It, the plan is basically we've got to preload ourselves with the truth of God's Word about this idea of suffering and, and, and loss and death. That's the hope, yeah, that, that, we, that we memorize beforehand the truth of what we believe, the theology, what we know to be true of God in difficult times. We learn that, we know that, we recite that, so when difficult times come, uh, we can, our spirit can remind ourselves uh, of those things. Yep, that's, that's the thought of this five-week series, preloading the truth, which is why I said in the message, there's a small group of people who are sitting through this series real time, and I'm probably not going to get a lot of truth through their emotional walls. So I ask them, hang on to this truth, because it's going to be important to you later. But in this season, probably nothing's going to penetrate the emotional boundaries. For everyone else, preload the truth while the walls are down. Those who have the walls up, hang on to the truth. So as they begin to lower a little bit, you can go back and study and find that those things were true, even in a, even in a great season of darkness in your life. That's, uh, that's profound, um, Pastor Christian. I can't wait to, to unpack that a little bit more. I, I was also intrigued by another statement from your message that's still kind of resonating uh, in my heart, you stated that anthropologists, anthropologists who study people and culture, culture throughout history say that every civilization in the world has shaped a plan for finding meaning in pain and suffering. But our Western culture has done the worst. Rather than finding meaning, we do everything we can to avoid pain and suffering. Um, last week, I was listening to a podcast, interestingly enough, where a guest claimed that after years of research and trial and error, he developed a lifestyle that he believes that if he follows through, he can live to 160 years of age. Absolutely intriguing. He's the founder of Bulletproof Coffee. Yeah, I don't agree with everything he says, but I was just intrigued by the conversation. Why is this kind of thinking so dangerous, and why is having no plan for death and suffering even trying to avoid it, a really bad plan. Because you can drink all the bulletproof coffee and energy drinks 
and bang and milk and water. I mean, whatever. Right. You can live to 160. Here's what's going to happen if you live to 160. Every person that you've ever known in, in your life is going to die. I mean, when I when I talk to people who are in their 90s and I just say, man, tell me tell me about life. Tell me what you're learning. Um, people in their 90s, you know, they they talk about losing their kids in their 70s. Yes. They talk about losing a grandkid in in their 50s. And I'm not talking about when they're in their 70s. I'm talking about when you're 95 and your kids are 75 you may outlive your kids when you're 95 and your grandkids are 50, 52. There's a much greater chance of, of even losing your grandkids. So live to 160, live to 200, live to 250. God bless you. Go for it. However, that does not exempt you from having a plan for suffering and death. You probably need more of a plan for suffering and death because your first wife's going to die and then your second wife's going to die. If you live to 200, probably your third wife well, no one is going to marry die. you yeah, at that I mean, age, right? Yeah. I, I mean, the, <laughs> the reality is you can, you can be bulletproof, but our world is broken. It, you cannot avoid death and suffering are coming. They're coming. They're coming. And having no plan is a really bad plan. And having no perspective, not knowing what you will think in those in those times makes you think the wrong things. I promise. Um, so, I mean, I think we should all be healthy. I think we should all wear seatbelts. I think we should all get eight hours of sleep a night. I think we should all take our vitamins and get a yearly physical. I, I think we should try to live as long as God has intended for us to live. I think that whole time we're alive, we should try to know God, continually be transformed, find our purpose, make a difference. But the people who do all of that are going to experience pain and suffering and death along the way. And you have to know how you're going to react to those things before they happen or the truth of the gospel, the truth of God is not going to be able to find its way to your soul in a really, really dark time. So this series is all about preloading truth or finally acknowledging truth. If you've gone years in a really dark season um, of trying to retrain your heart to see the light of God and who, who Jesus is, even in times of pain and suffering. Pastor Christian, I love how you unpack the biblical story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the fiery furnace in Jan Daniel chapter 3 as a child. That was one of my favorite Bible stories. Um, just a quick reminder of this story in this narrative. These three young men were willing to stand up for what was right, even if it meant being thrown into a, a fiery furnace. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were doing what was right, and yet God did not protect them from the fiery furnace. So why is it not so surprising, even shocking for a lot of Christians today when they face suffering, even when they are living for Him? I think a lot of it is the the pop the pop culture good news verses that we memorize. Um, you know, I've got a lot of friends who've got like Bible verses tattooed on, you know, on a part of their body. I don't know any friend who's got Daniel 318, um, even if God does not tattooed on them, right? I mean, we've, we've got Jeremiah twenty nine yeah. eleven. God's got plans for a hope and a future. And we believe he does. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm, we believe that he does. We've got Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things 
through Christ who strengthens me. And we can. We absolutely can. We've got Romans 8.28 that God uses all things that work together for his good, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And he does. We really, really do believe that. Um, not very many people have Daniel 3.18, that my God is able to do anything. And even if he doesn't, um, I'm going to worship him and learn something different about him. So I think a lot of it is is the is the pop is the pop culture pep talks that 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 people hear so often in the 30 second radio blip in the devotional book um you know from a from a lot of popular podcasts and a lot of popular preachers i mean there's just a lot of feel good stuff in the world and listen man christianity feels better than everything and i believe every promise of the bible i just i just know all of them will be fulfilled in eternity and i know a god who will not keep the perfection of his son from experiencing death and suffering does not owe it to me um do I believe he loves me enough to keep me from that? Yes. Does he owe it to me? No Christian who's read their Bible honestly and knows about Jesus would say God owes me more than he owed Jesus. And if Jesus experienced suffering and death in God's plan for him for the world, then we are probably going to go through those things too. But we don't stay buried in the grave and we don't stand alone in the furnace, right? It's that song we close with. There's another, there's another one in the fire. So this series is about living through the furnace of even when God does not, how do I make it out? Uh, I don't think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thought for a moment they'd be thrown into that fiery furnace. I think they were shocked, but they made it. And the miracle of the story, um, the miracle of the story was they survived it, not that they avoided it. And a lot of times the miracle of our story in the eyes of the world will not be, hey, you should be a Christian because Christians avoid pain and suffering. The miracle of the Christian life is that Christians survive pain and suffering. And they even get stronger in the midst of it. That is the miracle of following Jesus, of walking with Jesus. Not that we avoid the fire, but that we survive the fire because somebody stands with us in it, and his name is Jesus. Uh, the final key truth from the message was this. For Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the presence of God in the furnace brought an intimacy that the protection of God from the furnace could have never brought. I love that. Can, can you unpack this a little bit more for the podcast listeners? How can we find greater intimacy with God inside the furnace than from being protected from the furnace altogether? Yes. You know, as we talked about that, all of us, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and us, if we, if we would have been the fourth in the story off to the side, um, we would have said God moved in a greater way for us not to get thrown in the fire. But they learned something about God in the fire that they could not have learned stand, standing outside the fire. And I think the biggest thing they learned was this. God, through Jesus, was willing to suffer with them. Not just for them, but with them. He was able to stand right beside them in the most difficult moment of their life and say, we together are going to get through this. We together are going to walk out of this. And nothing you face for the rest of your life will convince you that you will ever be alone because at your hardest point in life, I didn't say, look up, I'm in heaven away from you. I said, look here, I'm right beside you. And when we see Elijah who needed God most, God came to him in a whisper because he was right 
beside him. And I think this story reminds us in our most painful times, we are not far from God. We are near to God. And God doesn't say, look up. He says, look here. And he's right beside us, able to able to take his hand and walk through anything and eventually out of anything because he's right there with us, not just as a as a supernatural rescuer, but as one who's willing to take all the heat that we take, one who's willing to suffer all the pain that we're in, one who's able to sit in all of our loneliness with us so that we can with him walk out of that not to not to be spared from it forever, but to realize I can go back in and walk out with someone else. See, once Jesus does for us, we realize we can do for others. What what I used to think was that if I got in the fiery furnace, I would burn up. Now I know I can make it there. So my other friends who are there, I'm going to go back because I can make it out. I made it out once. I can make it out again and I can bring other people with me this time. There's such power in having a good theology of suffering and death, because not only do we make it, we then become compelled to help others make it as well. Well, last question for today, Pastor Christian, and we can do this quickly. I I know how you build these series out. You're always just a few steps ahead. You already have the end in mind. So as you're thinking through that, what challenge would you give the listeners of this podcast over the next four weeks as you talk about building a proper theology of pain and suffering? Yeah, so the big thing, remember, proper theology, not just what we think about God, what we know about God. What do we know to be true about God in suffering and in death? The next two weeks will be on suffering. What do we know to be true about God when we suffer? We're going to learn how God uses it. We're going to learn how God is with us. We're going to learn how God matures us. We're going to learn how God leverages our pain for someone else's purposes later in the future. So the next two weeks are going to be all about what do we know about suffering and where God is in suffering and how God is using suffering. Even suffering he doesn't cause, he will use. And then the final two weeks will be all about what do we know about God when when we walk through a season where someone close to us dies? What do we know about God? What has God done when someone close to us has died? What has he done for them? What is he doing for us? Where is he in that season? We're going to walk through it intellectually on October 27th, and then we're going to walk through it experientially. On November 3rd, we have Brittany Booker Price, uh, an incredible speaker who goes all over America speaking about her pain. She lost her husband when she was in her 30s. Her husband, her now husband, is going to join her. He lost his wife, I think, in his late 30s. Both in the prime of their lives lost the person who was closest to them, and and they could have and perhaps they should have for a season run from God. But instead, they ran to God. And now they share their story not as a not as a lesson of just here's what the Bible says, but here's he, here's what the Bible says and here's how that was true in our life. And if you just keep walking forward, here's what you can experience in your life. The next four weeks are going to be really powerful learning. We've kind of raised the reality that we got to have a good theology. Now we begin to learn the next four weeks what that good theology is that we can know and follow. Um, and Brandon, I, I wish, man, I, like, I just wish at the end of this series Jesus would come back and none of us would have to use his stuff. I don't think that's probably the reality. So my, my first hope would be that none of us would ever have to use what we learn. Um, I think the reality is all of us will, but if we can learn it and know it, uh, we can not only step out of the fire, uh, we can step out of the fire and not even smell like smoke. 
and have the confidence that we can return to the fire when we see our friends in it um, and help pull them out as well. I think that's the hope of this series. Well, Pastor Christian, this has been a great launch to a new series. So thank you for helping us build a strong theology around pain and suffering and reminding, reminding us that even in pain and suffering, we may be experiencing that we're experiencing now. Jesus is right there with us. And as always, if today's conversation has sparked a question that you would love an answer to, especially around the topic of pain and suffering and and death, please don't hesitate to send us your question to activate at takethejourney.cc. Chances are someone else has that exact same question, and we may be able to answer it on an upco- in an upcoming podcast episode right here at Activate. We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.